Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Hello, everyone. So once again, my name is Gabe Ferguson, and we are going to continue our journey on um, hope. And um, I hope that, (laughs) sorry, it always cracks me up whenever we say hope over and over, but I hope that this is an encouragement to you and um, allows you to continue on that journey of what it looks like to walk with the Lord, the God of hope, like we talked about um, in our first session together. So continuing on in this, um, we're going to look at hope as a spiritual gift. And um, I kind of want to just bring up and start us off with an example that um, the Lord was using to help me. And then we'll dive into some scriptures and Um, Just allow the Lord to minister to us on hope. But um, every Thanksgiving, my family loves to make yeast rolls. So um, we are big bread eaters and we love our yeast rolls. And this is something that I recently got into um, on accident, really. So my husband and I had our first Thanksgiving together. And um, by first Thanksgiving, I mean the first Thanksgiving that we were cooking together. And I decided I would make the rolls. And so I had reached out to my aunt who has the roll recipe and is the roll expert of the family and said, what's the recipe? And asked 50 million questions about every little step to take on that recipe. And so um, she had sent it to me and I sent her pictures back and forth, all these different things. So um, I was fully aware of how to make the rolls, but I had never done it before. And so in the process of it, um, and I couldn't tell you off the top of my head because um, although I have made them now a few times, I'm still no role (laughs) expert. Um, One day I will be, and it'll be beautiful. Um, But basically what you put in the mixing bowl is you put some flour, some sugar, some salt, and then your yeast. And that's in like a separate little mixing bowl. And what you do first is you heat up um, some water, some milk, some butter, but you're heating the water. We'll just keep it at water for right now for the sake of this. So you have your yeast packet open, um, but you're heating your water. And what happens is when that water gets to a certain temperature, so you don't want it too cold and you don't want it too hot where it'll just burn things. Um, When it gets to that perfect temperature, I want to say it's like 110 degrees Fahrenheit. That could be so off on that. Um, Thankfully, none of you are trying to take this as a roll recipe. But um, when it gets to a certain temperature that it's warm enough, 110, somewhere in there, um, you take it off and you pour that hot stuff into the mixture that you already created that has the yeast in it. That hot water being mixed into it actually activates the yeast. So the yeast was there the entire time ready um, to expand and to go about doing its work. And yeast also feeds on sugar, which was in that mixture. Um, But what it needs first is the environment of hot water to be set so that it can begin its journey of expanding and growing 
as we want good roles to be, we want them to expand and grow and we have proving time and different things like that. Um, and so when I think about hope, um, I think about roles, which sounds so silly, but um, when roles have been prepared, there's a time where you have to prove them and you let them sit in heat and rise. So first the heat um, of the water is activating the yeast, but to continue to have that yeast grow and be more and more activated, you have to have um, some proving time once all the mixture is ready to go. And so you want your house or whatever you're proving it in to be very warm. Um, and the cooler the house is, the more proving time is needed to um, get them eventually there. And so this is a very, very vital part of making the rolls is that proving time. So you've activated the yeast with the warm water and you want to keep it growing um, with that proving time after like, so, you know, you put it in the fridge, you do all this different stuff, but when I pull it out that final time, I'm trying to get them to grow to the size that they basically will be um, before I put them in the oven, they'll still grow a little bit more. That proving time is vital for the final texture and the final taste and outcome of the rolls. If I skipped this altogether, I would miss out on the delicious, mouth-watering, wonderful rolls that I'm wishing to create. So when we think of hope, think of hope like that warm water or the warm environment that the rolls are going to improve in. Hope creates an environment that faith, which is that yeast, can grow in and it can expand. The yeast is activated by the warm water and it feeds on the sugar. So when we think about hope, I like to ask myself, what activates my faith? Hope does. Hope, that warm water, activates my faith. What if hope is truly the ingredient in your life that brings about the transformation you're looking for? A lot of times we hear the word hope and we see just a basic term, like, oh, we've all heard the word hope so many times in our lives. And yet um, hope is a very powerful tool. And just like that warm water is very powerful in what it does to that yeast and the warmth of the proving time is powerful as well. That's what hope does in our spiritual life. It activates faith for us to see things transformed and to see things happen. When we display hope for others to see, it actually activates faith in them to believe for more. So the hope that's within us activates the faith within us, but when others see that same hope, it actually activates faith within them to believe as well. And so we want to be a people of hope. And so um, we're just going to picture our rolls are expanding and growing, and I do not mean fat rolls. I mean beautiful, delicious, yummy bread rolls um, of hope that now we get to um, display for other people and show them God's goodness. Well, a spiritual gift is a gift that's given from God um, to us that we get to steward and take care of and grow in. And hope is one of these spiritual gifts that the Father gives us. Um, and He is so generous with His gifts. He gives them all freely. And He says, here's um, the gift. And our job is to take care of that. And just like if I give a gift to one of my sons, um, I expect them to take care of it and not to shred it and 
um, discard it or any of that sort of thing. And so when we look at hope as a spiritual gift, we want to steward it well. And to steward hope well, um, we have to, one, come in contact with the person of hope that keeps hope alive and active, um, which we talked about in our first episode together. Um, We want to keep that cord of hope that Paige um, had talked to us about in the first um, episode that we heard a while ago. And um, now we get to use hope as a spiritual gift, and spiritual gifts help others to come in contact with the goodness of God. And it's a gift by His Spirit that leads others into knowing the face-to-face relationship with Him that they can have. Um, And it's supernatural in the way that it works. And so it's a beautiful thing. Um, So we're going to dive into this, but all along, I'm going to keep pointing back to um, hope and faith in regards to those yeast rolls. So hope your mouths are watering. I know mine is, um, and we are ready for some some rolls. So if you were here with me, I'd just go ahead and start the process of making rolls and just show you in person, but you're just going to have to believe me and see it in your mind. Um, those yeast rolls, we just poured some warm water on them. We just put them in the environment of hope, and therefore they can grow and um, our faith is now being activated. So um, let's look at Romans 8, 22 to 25. It says, For against it, sorry, for against its will, the universe itself has had to endure the empty futility resulting from the consequences of human sin. But now with eager expectation, It's an eager expectation. Expectation is like that hope, that eager expectation. All creation longs for freedom from its slavery to decay and to experience with us the wonderful freedom coming to God's children. To this day, we are aware of the universal agony and groaning of creation as if it were in the contractions of labor for childbirth. And it's not just creation. We who have already experienced the first fruits of the Spirit also inwardly groan as we passionately long to experience our full status as God's sons and daughters. So passionately long, we're hoping for this, including our physical bodies being transformed. For this hope, for this is the hope of our salvation. But hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. For why would we need to hope for something we already have? So because our hope is set on what is yet to be seen, we patiently keep on waiting for its fulfillment. So hope is given to us by the Spirit of God, and that hope means that we must trust and we have to wait in what is still unseen. So when I think of those roles, um, and I pour that warm water into the yeast, um, I've created an environment of faith. So that yeast needed that warm water, that hope poured on it in order for the yeast to activate and begin to grow. But a part of that process of what hope brings to a situation is we actually have to then wait and watch it grow sometimes. So we have that initial spark of hope um, in things, but we want our hope to be founded in depth. Um, And that means that sometimes there's a process of waiting and trusting in something that you can't see. So I know when I pour that warm water into the yeast that I'm activating the yeast. I don't yet see it growing because the dough's not all mixed together and all of that. But I know and I'm trusting the process 
of when the warm water mixes with the yeast, it activates it and it causes change to happen. Well, that's the same thing that hope does in our hearts. Um, When we have hope in our hearts about things, then we know when it's placed in the environment, um, when faith is placed in that environment of hope, it activates the faith, faith within us and we stay in that place of trusting and waiting for what is still unseen. What we haven't yet seen, we're hoping and waiting in. So here it continues on. It says, for why would we need to hope for something we already have? So when I'm looking at hope as a spiritual gift, um, it is a gift to display to others the goodness of God, like we've said before, just like all spiritual gifts. So if I had a spiritual gift of healing, um, it's to display to others the healing power of God, Um, not to look towards myself or to show anything about me, but instead to show God's love, his goodness, and to draw them towards repentance, to draw them towards relationship with him. So when I look at a spiritual gift of hope, hope is doing that same thing. Hope draws people in to an intimacy of wanting to know an intimate, loving, passionate God who is all about them. And so when we look at the experience of hope, hope causes what is still unseen within us um, to be sparked so that we can begin to see the process take place. Um, So we have to hope for something before we even have it. Um, Just like I'm hoping for the roles, I don't yet have them yet, but I've now created the right environment for the faith to grow. And now I know that roles can shortly be on the way. The hope has activated it. Um, And then continuing on in there, so we're still in Romans 8, says, because our hope is set on what is yet to be seen, we patiently keep on waiting for its fulfillment. Um, And I just love this. Like I said, with roles, you're going to get so tired of hearing me talk about roles, but um, we patiently wait for their fulfillment. So once I've activated the yeast, once I've now mixed the dough together, I've separated it into little dough balls, I now have to wait and let that hope do its work within there, that warming environment to actually grow those roles so that they can um, do what they're supposed to do, which is taste delicious. And so we're looking for its fulfillment in that. And so I want to encourage you that hope um, creates an environment where even some of the other spiritual gifts that we hear about in scripture can actually grow. So not only is hope a spiritual gift in itself, but it actually helps other spiritual gifts like faith to activate and to continue to grow. Um, Let's look at 1 Corinthians 13. And um, here, oftentimes, 1 Corinthians 13 is known as the love chapter, um, which is beautiful. And I'm going to read a little bit ahead of what we need, um, just because I like to give some context to it, and then we'll keep going into it. So says, love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And I love in this that after all of that, of um, 
knowing in part and eventually knowing we'll see fully that when everything else is broken down into its smallest form, it says, so these three remain faith, hope, and love abide. Um, Hope is so beautiful because faith, um, hope is what helps faith to thrive and grow. Um, And so hope sets the atmosphere for faith to grow in. And love is a part of what helps faith. Faith works by love. We know that hope and faith are connected in the sense of um, we have scripture that talks about faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then we know that hope um, from what we talked about in our last session um, grows from the scripture and from hearing the voice of God um, through his word. And so, and then Faith works by love. And so seeing how all of those connect together um, is a beautiful picture of the gift that's been given to us in hope and how we can steward that and continue to grow. Hope is always future tense, um, whereas faith is now. Faith is what I can see right now, but hope is always looking future. And so when I'm operating in the spiritual gift of hope, I'm actually... um, seeing future um, past what my eyes can comprehend and see now in a hopeful state. And so I want to use an example. Um, My husband and I just recently purchased a new camper. So we are living in a camper with our two boys. Um, And we had bought one about a year or so ago and started remodeling it and um, almost have it completely done. Just have a few things on the outside that we're doing to it. Um, but we knew that one would only last us for a couple years um, because we plan on having a lot more children, and that means that we would need a bigger space. And so we don't know how long we're going to live in a camper, probably for a little while, and so we knew we'd have to upgrade. Well, that was not on our plans anytime soon, and my husband was looking on a Marketplace and he loves to spend and I love to save. So it is not rare for him to be on Marketplace and seeing things and me to tell him to ignore them. And so um, he was on Marketplace looking at stuff and he began to make these noises like, oh man, ooh, sort of things. And I'm like, what is going on? And he was like, you're going to be mad at me. I don't need to show it to you. And so I was like, no, show me what you're looking at. Um, and I looked at it and it happened to be this... Um, newer camper that was the size and had all the perks that we were hoping to um, upgrade to eventually um, as we extend our family, expand our family in the future. And um, But that was something we were planning on doing years from now, a couple years from now. And um, then I looked at the price and it was crazy good price. And basically, a young family had been living in it full time. They had just bought a house. And because they had done kind of like we did when they moved into their camper, they sold and got rid of most of their furniture and all of that kind of stuff, only had a small bit that was stored. They needed um, to sell it quickly to get it out of their driveway one and then to use that to help um, purchase some house for their or some items for their current house. And so, um, it was on there for an amazing price. And my husband was like, it even has your colors, angel throw up, which that's what he calls my style. I just like creams and blush are like two of my favorite colors on the planet. Um, the way that they look, I just think it's so clean and crisp and like 
feminine. Um, and so the walls are all white and that's what he meant by that. But, um, he said, you know, it has angel throw up all over it and it's exactly what we've wanted. And so, um, I looked through those pictures and all of a sudden hope began to rise up in me in a different way. And, um, he asked me, do you want to go see it? And I said, no, I do not want to look at that thing because I know if we go look at it, we're going to find some way to purchase it. And um, he laughed at me and was like, no, like, uh, you know, I'll leave it to you. If you don't want it at all, we won't even think about it. If you think you could, like, it's all up to you. And so I said, okay, let's just go look at it because, like, it was an amazing deal and um, all of that. Well, what he didn't know um, that I'm giving my secret away with you is that a week before I was talking to um, – a friend of ours, and he was sharing how um, they had just recently sold their camper and how it was this massive Montana camper. It had French doors that opened into the living room, and um, it had like all these different perks to it. And I mean, the picture he painted was this beautiful camper. And I thought, what a dream camper to live in, which for some of you, you think I'm crazy for thinking a camper could be a dream, but just stick with me. So um, I'm like, man, this would be a dream. And I finished that conversation with him and I was talking to the Lord just in, you know, not one of those intensive times of um, like, I'm going to go before the Lord or something. I'm just talking to him because that's what we do throughout our day. And so I was pushing the double stroller with both my sons in it, walking along a path and I just said, Lord, you know, it would be really amazing for an opportunity to come up like that, that had everything we could want, that we didn't have to fully renovate the whole thing. It had like the ugly camper colors gone. It was just like white and a clean, crisp look for us to go off of, that it had all the space that we would hope for and want and have a price that is like completely attainable and that we wouldn't have to go into like debt for it, but we could do it with wisdom and it'd be a blessing for us. And whatever we sold our other camper for would be a blessing for someone else. Like that would just be amazing. And I continued on. Well, that right there was hope. I was hoping for something. Um, and I began to just dream about it with the Lord. And in that dreaming process, I just kind of let it go, right? I wasn't thinking about it anymore. I wasn't praying about it. I mentioned it to the Lord that one time. And my husband now is showing me a week later these pictures of this camper. That's exactly what I had just prayed for the week before at an amazing price with all the different things that I had prayed about. And um, when he showed me those pictures, hope began to rise up again and anew and sparked um, even in more depth towards me um, that all of a sudden I was so hopeful of what the camper could look like and what it could be like to live in such a big place and um, all of these different things. And so what happened whenever we went to go see it, all of a sudden, um, my hope had activated faith now within me to say, this is actually a possibility. We could actually do this. And then I began to see it even more. Um, but first, it was activated by that hope, by that hope of something even better being there. Hope is something that we can't see in the natural, but we're seeing it through the eyes of the Spirit. We're seeing it in our mind's eyes. We're dreaming. Um, we have a desire 
Um, I believe I've mentioned it before that hope is used interchangeably with the word desire in scriptures many times. And so whenever I have that, um, that's also a gift from the Lord to be able to see through his eyes um, what he has for us and to hope more in what he has. And so um, whenever I saw that camper, it began to stir a deeper level of hope. Um, But now I'm actually seeing something that then activated my faith to say, I can believe for that and believe that we have favor and we can attain that. um, And it would actually be a blessing for us. And so when we think of hope as a spiritual gift, um, I want to just challenge you to really dig into um, what dreams, what visions, what desires has the Lord placed in your heart? Um, what expectations are there? And see God begin to expand those um, and expand those in the lives of others. And so um, one of your hopes may be, I want to own land that I can invite others to my house to do ministry opportunities. Well, that's a hope, that's a dream, that's a vision for the future. Um, And that will begin as you ponder upon it and as you keep it before the Lord, um, your faith can be activated to believe for it and now see it come to fruition. Um, When we're looking at hope in our lives, it should draw others to relationship with the Lord to see um, how good He is and how powerful and wonderful He is towards us. And so um, just like if I have a gift of, um, let's say, a gift of healing, um, and everywhere I go, when the Lord lays it on my heart, I see someone hurting and broken, and I pray for them, and by the power of Jesus, um, they're made whole, and sickness leaves their body. Um, that spiritual gift is going to draw people to relationship with Jesus. It's going to show that He's real, that He loves them, and um, it does something in their heart. Well, what it's doing in their heart is initially it's sparking that hope of if He can do it for this person, He can do it for me. And the person that it happened to, it definitely sparks that, whoa, He's real. Um, And so when we're looking at carrying the gift of hope, to people, um, we're carriers of vision and of desires that come from God. And in that place, we actually get to invite others on the journey of what it looks like to walk with the Lord, which it means we go not by what we see, but what's unseen. And so thinking of um, the world right now is in chaos from COVID and different things like that that have been going on and um, just in a very heated climate, even Um, globally with different um, politics, not just in the United States and all of that. But yet our hope is founded in the person of Jesus and is a gift from God to display to others that we have a hope that goes far beyond this world, that goes far beyond what's happening around us. And we can be stable and secure in a place of hope because of who he is. Um, And that gift within us is supernatural. It's not something that we just try to um, muster up and that sort of thing, but it's found in the presence of God and in relationship with Him, um, and we can walk in the gift of that hope. And so um, I want to encourage you that allow the Father, allow the Holy Spirit to minister to your heart 
and birth new dreams, new visions, new desires, new expectations of hope within you so that the world around you can see how good he is um, and how wonderful he is towards his people. Um, You can live without food and water for limited amounts of time, but you truly can't live a day without hope. Hope is an active part of what it is to live in a relationship with God and to see the world um, ministered to by His love and by His Spirit. Um, And so I want to just pray over each of you um, as you're listening to this, that um, the Lord would just begin to spark new vision in your heart. Um, that just as I've shared before, that he gives you the desires of your heart, that he places desires in your heart as you diligently seek him, Um, that as you diligently seek him, that he sparks hope in your heart, that regardless of circumstances around, that you can see through the eyes of hope and see what he's doing. And so um, if you're listening to this and you say, I want to just grow in my hope, if you're in a spot where you can put your hand on your heart, do it for me. If you're in a spot where you can't, you just in your mind, your hands on your heart, and that's just fine. Um, And I want to just pray over you. And I want you to just receive from the God of hope, um, who has the gift of hope waiting for you to be opened and enjoyed and seen in every situation that you find yourself in. And so I want to just pray over you. Father, we thank you so much that you are a beautiful, beautiful God of hope. And I just speak right now that you are birthing hope sparking hope in the hearts and lives of each listener, that Father, just as we can stay in contact with your voice um, and that you're the person of hope, God, I thank you that you give us a gift of hope that goes beyond what we can see and understand to minister to other people of your goodness, of your kindness, of the beauty of relationship with you. Father, I thank you that out of each house that these individual women belong to, that Father, There is a beauty that comes out of it from a place of hope that their neighbors are astounded by your faithfulness, by your goodness, and by the hope that they see within them. That hope would be a bell that's being rang, just like a dinner bell being rang for people. Hope is that dinner bell that says, look, something's different here. Look, something's going on. So Father, I think that that dinner bell would begin to be rang in each heart, that their hope begins to expand and grow and they begin to see fresh that, Father, you bring as the person of hope that fire to warm the environment so that hope can grow and become what it needs to be so that our faith can be active and moving and operating through your love. So, Father, I thank you that you are ministering to hearts, that you love us intensely, and that we get to walk in relationship with you and the beauty that's found there. So, Father, I thank you that Um, every person is able to experience hope anew and that father um, in situations where they felt hopeless before instead now they're able to relax into the goodness of hope that's found in you Jesus and so we thank you for it father in your name amen thanks for joining us today for more information about entourage ministries visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on facebook or instagram 